This is episode 10 of Dead Letter Radio. I'm your host, Taze, as always, and this is the podcast that's really ran by you, the audience, the listeners, the submitters, and writers, because it features your words, your poetry, your letters, your short stories. I am just here to give it a platform and a voice. And if you're new here, well, first, welcome. I hope this becomes a podcast you can uh, regularly listen to every Sunday or whenever you have free time to relax and listen to the words and inspirations of your neighbors. But also, if you're inspired to write something yourself and submit it, this is a safe place to share your work. Um, I don't never criticize anybody's work. I just give a brief dialogue on what it makes me think of. And so, and you can do it anonymously, too which I think is really great because for me as a writer, sharing my work was usually the scariest part of the whole ordeal. And I wanted to make a place where everyone can feel safe and inclined to do so because there's nothing quite like uh, seeing what inspires people and how they view the world. I like to think of it as its own, uh, this podcast being its own record of a multitude of viewpoints and a kaleidoscope of thoughts and uh, impressions and Uh, records of the lives of people in different times. So I think it's a fun idea. That's my initial beginning rant. Um, But today we have a great episode with some great pieces. I'm very excited to share with you. It was a struggle to decide which ones to put in this episode. So if you have submitted and your piece wasn't in this week's episode, I never fret. That usually just means I'm holding on to it for a later episode. And at the end of this episode, I do have an announcement, which I think you'd want to listen to and stick around for because it can lead to something really fun in the next couple of weeks, I think. So to begin, we're going to start with a piece by Jade J, and it is titled, I've Built You as a Place in My Mind. A warm bed I lay with, where soft, clean linens meet my skin. A rose garden I wander through, where my eyes gleam upon your thorns, colors, and curves. A beach illuminated with electric lights on a full moon at night, where a fire's warmth and ocean's mist fill my heart and lungs. A pastry parlor I indulge in, where my mouth tumbles upon your sticky, buttery, crispy pleasure. A historic park engraved with your fibers, where I sip upon a bitter potion and record my inspirations. And I've had to make you these places in my mind, because you are no longer mine. Thank you, JJ, uh, for submitting such a wonderful piece, bittersweet though as it is. Um, I read this uh, in preparation for each episode. I read over the poems and... I really try to hone in on what images and scenes they paint for me personally. And this one prompted the interesting question where to be love and to be in love and then have that uh, relationship end. What do you do with all those memories and all those moments and times uh, that you held so dear? And if you are still drawn to that person, well these become almost a bittersweet um, memento, at least uh, when I was reflecting on it, that's what I come to the conclusion of, in the sense that you can, if you're still attached to this person, 
these memories, as wonderful as they are, they still show that they are no longer reality. And it can be a tough pill to swallow. Um, but hopefully, and we know that all wounds heal over time, and that these can be something you look back to with only fondness. So thank you, Jade J, for submitting this piece. Next one is submitted anonymously, and it is titled, I Wasn't That Tired. I just want to know the truth, and my mind won't relax when I know there's something missing. I don't want to be alone, but I don't want to be a fool for you. Stop pretending. So thank you for sharing this. It actually uh, was formatted as a letter, and the line that stuck out to me, even from my initial reading of it, was, I don't want to be alone, but I don't want to be a fool for you. That juxtaposition of being single, and then suddenly you're uh, connected with someone in a relationship, especially if you make it official or what have you, um, to go from one to being two. And then to be two, but then realize there's something off. And you can choose to ignore it, to quote-unquote be fooled by it, to pretend everything is always okay, nothing is wrong. There's nothing insidious under the surface, or maybe it's not even insidious, maybe it's just something's changed. And you could sweep that under the rug. And you can do that all because of the idea, possibly, of not wanting to be alone. To That change of loving someone and they love you. Uh, to have that strong personal connection. That intertwining of two people, of a rope that you don't share with anyone else. And it can be scary in a lot of t cases to revert, to untangle and become no longer two, but one again. And ultimately it comes down to your decision of that last line, that I don't want to be a fool for you. You can choose to face whatever reality that you feel is chipping away at you, whatever thing you think is hidden, and not don't fool yourself for that person. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, we all deserve love. We all deserve to be loved. We, as long as you try to put your best foot forward, I can only wish for you the best. And it should be a fair playing field. So I guess what I'm trying to say is if you feel like something's wrong and you feel and you do deserve the best, um, like in this letter, maybe don't be a fool for someone else if that seems like that's where the relationship's going. So thank you for submitting this letter. I really appreciated it. I know other people would too. This is not a relationship advice podcast at all. Um, but that was my what th these words brought to my mind, at least. This next one is submitted by Jose A. And this piece, uh, they dedicated it to uh, their great-grandma, as they quote, in memory of great-grandma. And it is titled, One Life Begins, One Comes Undone. The love in my heart comes from your core. The bliss I feel is owed to you. 
The steps I take mean so much more, cause you held my hands across the floor. I feel my mouth ache with pleading, the further time takes its toll, the separation born in me rips me to pieces once more. And all my crying is my love spilling out, I can't stand the strength I've lost, I can't cling to your legs like I once did, I can't hear your heartbeat against my temples. This love would hurt less if I could see you, but you're all around me, and I forget in my heart that heaviness I feel is your embrace. Even when you're gone, my needs, you know. And I go crazy thinking you're gone, when all around me remains your love. You let me go for a minute, and I can't stand it. I'm on the floor. In the ruin of your passing, I want to be free to be with you once more. But you'd want me to be strong, and through my tears, I stand once more. And deep within, I know you see me. Wipe my own tears, fix my stare. My happiness, you'd remind me daily, was all you wanted for me and fought for. So you're gone, but all around me. So I'm sad, but full of love. My tears, they blind me, but I see clearly what it means to love, what it means to trust. Thank you, Jose, for this piece, and truly I am uh, sorry for your loss, but from your writing, it's evident to me, and I'm sure to those listening to this podcast, how much you cared for your great-grandma, but also how much her love uh, that she had for you is evident, and what kind of impact she left on you. And as much as death and the reality and the inevitable of that life comes to an end uh, is something we all have to face in its own silver, bittersweet silver lining, I guess you could say. Um, and I wouldn't even say it's bittersweet or I wouldn't even say it's necessarily silver lining, but the loss of someone and how it makes us feel is in its own weird way also a testament to how much we loved them but also how much they loved us i mean we all grieve in our own unique ways some are very evident and some are a lot more private but because we feel a change in us when someone is gone who we cared for so deeply shows at least to me how much they cared for us too uh, and how much they mean to us and how much we mean to them because uh, something fundamentally has changed in our lives, in our world, in our relationships. Uh, irreplaceable. Unique. And I think, Jose, your piece and your, this tribute to your great-grandma beautifully shows that. So thank you. By Joshua Lemus. The title of this piece is, This Is His Poem. Bright golden flowers, wild in heat, danced upon her crown, upon her bed of earthy hair. Blessed by warm spring air, their emerald fingers twirled lightly, kissing pomegranate skies. The sun saw their dance, 
Apollo upon his fiery chariot, and lit their heart aflame, anointing them with fresh morning fire. Violet flames, wild with heat, raged upon her crown, scorching her bed of earthy hair. The god tore his gaze away, his tears dried quickly by the flames. They could not reach his lips, he could not taste his sorrow. He fled upon the start of night, his steed already cold, and on Olympus he unleashed his glowing rage upon an ancient poem. So thank you, Joshua, uh, for this piece. And when I chose this one, actually, it is one of the one pieces I consider a very narrative. It feels like a story. I'm a fan of mythology, so it really stuck out to me. And I read it a few times, and my the image and the scene I painted for myself while reading it uh, changed as I read it. You know, initially, I took it straight on as, you know, a love story um, between Apollo's man and this woman, and then my imagery changed you know, maybe it was obvious to others, um, but it did take me a few readings for my imagery to change to the relationship between the sun and the earth and uh, a literal garden bed and flowers and foliage getting burnt and crisped and the morning of the sun as it fades into night. And when I was speaking to Joshua, the, uh, the one of the things I told him was that the line he unleashed his glowing rage excuse me he unleashed his glowing rage upon an ancient poem really stuck out to me i just i think it's a really fun powerful line and it became a little favorite of mine so thank you joshua for this piece um, really great work by bubba fc20 on reddit this piece is titled kingdom of Grey. There lived a man in his kingdom of Grey, who looked out the window and wondered each day, where did it end, he often would say, as he wandered the halls in his castle of Grey. Alone so he thought, and never a word could ever persuade him, or so people heard, to walk in the sunlight, to fly like a bird, so on he just walked the lines that were blurred. Outside it was known, the beasts of the land, that chewed on the bones, and gnawed on the hand, that made them quite fat. You'd think they were grand, enough for the man to go take a stand. Ticks and tocks, and sweets in a box, would fill his will like a sack of rocks. And though the man feigned through the talks, his walking boots were only socks. Sad though it seems, all would still pray, for the beasts were only his to slay, but all that he sees is a warm place to stay. All hail the ruler of the kingdom of Grey. Thank you so much, Bubba, for this piece. Uh, it's another fun one that is very narrative and I really enjoyed, and I actually really enjoyed the rhyming scheme of this one because it is a poem crafted like a fable that feels like it could be put into a children's book, even though the topic 
uh, just underneath the surface is a little bit heavier than maybe a children's book um, would be privy to, I guess you could say. I'm trying to figure out the right words and how I was forming that sentence. Um, because I spoke to Bubba FC20 a little bit on Reddit, and they brought out to me that that this poem, it's one person's reflection on depression and its effects through the years. And everyone, obviously, if you've gone through depression or you're going through depression or have depression, experiences it you know, differently. Not every two, not every case is going to be the same. Um, but a kingdom of gray, uh, the lack of action, uh, walking the blurred line, it's just... For me, this poem does have a number of relatable lines that, you know, you can see yourself in if you had moments like this. And I also like that uh, the opening question of where did it end, he often would say. Um, especially if you're in a depressed or going through a rough period of time, you can, act, you can find yourself asking yourself this question quite often. Where did things change? Where did it end? Where did I go wrong? And not too often, it, at least in my experience, it is, how can I change it? And if it is, uh, when you're really low in those moments, uh, there's not too much follow-up, at least for that time being. So thank you, Bubba. I think this is a really great piece overall. Um, as I said, I really like the fable, almost childlike storytelling feeling it gave me uh, of it, and the rhyme scheme, rhyming scheme I, I really enjoyed too. By Eric Robert Nolan, and you can find them at Eric Nolan one on Twitter. They have a piece titled March Midnight Window. Cold glass, one white palm against a March midnight window. The hour is struck. In blackness, an indistinct day is made another. Clouds seclude the moon to any rare nocturnal souls at other windows. The lithe, pale L of my hand may be an alabaster letter, a sign to other sleepless. Each, an eisegesis, divines its meaning in their own midnight hearts, whether love or loss. I do not know. Thank you, Eric, for this submission. Uh, I'm a fan of this one, really, too, because um, as a midnight owl myself, uh, this one, or nocturnal soul, as you put it, uh, I definitely resonate with that feeling of being up at late, and I do uh, find myself, and it sounds weird saying it out loud, honestly, but wandering the halls or wandering the house as I process the day, especially when it's late and you're the only soul up, and maybe there are a few others uh, in your neighborhood or area that are also wandering around that time as well. So for me, that's really where I related to this poem, and I read it a few times, as always, when I'm preparing for the episode. I believe I mentioned that earlier in this recording, that I reread po the poems a few times to really paint that picture for myself and maybe it stuck out to others right away or uh and eric if you meant this then bravo to you or if you didn't 
then I guess this is my own interpretation, or as you put it, my own, uh, my eisegesis that I'm putting towards your work. Um, but the line, uh, the lie of the pale L, uh, and saying it's going to be an alabaster letter assigned to other sleepless, and then the final line, whether love or loss, I do not know. And it really was only on my final reading before recording did that click for me of the L, the shape of the hand, meaning it can mean love or loss. And that almost paints this other picture, or not even paints a different one, but adds a different tone or shading to it. Because to me, it reads as a slightly mysterious, uh, somber piece uh, of these midnight souls and painting this scene of wandering a house and what thoughts are on your mind as you press your hand against the glass but then whether other how do other people view it are they viewing you as maybe it's something about love that you're going through or is it something about loss what conclusions are they drawing from this image and at least that's what i got out of it but eric i really enjoyed it so thank you for submitting and just under 10 weeks, we made it to episode 10 of Dead Letter Radio. So thank you everyone, so much for everyone who submitted this episode and who's, you know, listened, uh, been supportive, and submitted all the previous episodes. This was and is it just a uh, side project I started that has kind of grown more than I expected. And it's been a lot of fun, and I greatly appreciate all the support and willingness from everyone. As uh, always, if you really enjoyed any of the pieces that I read to you tonight or today or whenever you're reading it, I'm recording at nighttime, um, you can look into the summary or description of the episode. And if that person chose to not be anonymous, uh, I'll have their name or whatever uh, way they wanted me to accredit them listed so you can see uh, their info there. And, or you can reach out to me and let me know that you really enjoyed their piece, uh, and I will forward that message towards them. If you're ever curious about submitting your own piece, as always, you can find me on Twitter at DeadLetterCast, that's C-A-S-T. I'm also on Instagram, just under DeadLetterRadio, and I also browse Reddit, and sometimes uh, I reach out to people on Reddit, and that's under the same name as DeadLetterRadio. Now to the announcement I foreshadowed in the beginning of the episode. A few weeks back, we did an episode that was dedicated specifically to haiku. And I mentioned I would want to do more episodes with a theme focus. Um, right now, I just I choose episodes, uh, choose pieces uh, for each week. And there's not really a theme reason beyond it usually. Um, but I did want to start doing, especially as the podcast grows and people do multiple submissions and things of that nature, uh, do something fun that I think would be really uh, great uh, and a lot of fun for me and for all of you listening the community uh, to kind of work together on this. And so I want to do, maybe one day do once a month, but right now kind of we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants, themed episodes, whether that's a poetry style uh, or a topic, or a idea, or what have you. 
and that way, uh, those of you who want to take part in it and have want to do a new submission, excuse me, a new submission, uh, you can write with something fo- with a focus in mind, and we can have an episode dedicated to just that idea. So I want to do for the next one an episode dedicated to what does poetry mean to you. Uh, and this is actually inspired by a submission I did not share today that made me think, hey, this would be a really fun episode to do because poetry is so subjective uh, from the forms from, to the topics uh, to the writing styles. It can be anything and everything. Writing in general is also, to me, just the ultimate tool for describing the world. People use it to build worlds and kingdoms and universes. People use it to to deconstruct universes themselves down to their souls or even finer than that. It's just a great palette, a great tool uh, that I really enjoy. And I would love to see specifically what does poetry mean to all of you. And that doesn't mean you have to write a poem about that. You definitely don't have to start whatever you submit with. This is what poetry means to me, like a school essay. Um, But you can send me a piece. Just say, hey, you want it to be a part of this themed episode. And once I have enough submissions uh, to fill that criteria, then we'll have that episode. And if I have more than enough, maybe I will do a part two or part three, depending on the amount of submissions. So that'll be a lot of fun. Once again, if you want to submit it, the easiest way to reach me is on Twitter, and that's Dead Letter Cast, C-A-S-T. If you're just doing a general submission, don't worry about adding those details, but if you want it to be a part of a specific episode, what does poetry mean to you, uh, just let me know in your direct message that that is what the submission is for, and I'll hold on to it until we have enough to air that episode. Uh, and if you enjoyed this episode, as always, uh, Please let me know. You can leave a review, I think, on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. We're also on Google Podcasts now as well, so that's really exciting. Um, Spotify, you can just follow. But yeah, leave a review. Message me on Twitter. Let me know that you enjoyed it, what piece you really liked, what they, what did they make you think of. And I would greatly appreciate it. It just is another uh, kick of motivation for me to keep uh, carving out time to make these episodes and such. And it uh, brings a smile to my face. So thank you for all the support as always. This is episode 10 of Dead Letter Radio. I'm your host, Taze, and I'm wishing you all safe travels.